purpose and a specific outcome. I'm Josh. I have an MBA, securities license, clients for a decade, more than $15 million and above. And what that means to you is, for example, week five, we went 14 into 87%. Uh, to put that in perspective, 59%. You can consistently live in Vegas. Some pros average 70%. So 85.5 really it's really good. For me, it was $11,330 in profit. So we give you the inside, how to make that money, betting on NFL games, betting college games. Then we get into the NFL, college football, uh, college basketball. We share the information because we have to, right? It's capitalism and freedom is not free. And if we don't share information as middle class, upper middle class people, uh, probably this country will be in trouble, uh, I figured out. But we have a lot of fun at the same time. We use business and financial concepts that I use in my other job to predict successfully the outcome of football games and monetize our time, highest and best use of your time. Uh, same methods, right, to help folks uh, invest in the right business, invest in the right stock, make sure their money outlasts their retirement. Same process. We use to predict the games successfully. Uh, decision science, returns to the mean, probability theory, are all used in this podcast. Uh, statistics, we use it all. We use all the methods to get to the truth, close to the truth. Elon Musk says, you know the truth, you can predict outcome. We don't have as much money as Elon Musk the richest man in the world, or the resources. However, what we do have, right, is education, experience, and we use all those tools in our toolbox to make, uh, we're up to about $50,000 in NFL this year. But we share, we teach it with you. And another important business concept, if you're the toughest, smartest person in the room, guess what? You are in the wrong room. Yeah, but most of those people don't know what to do, like what, how to get a good pick. Right. Right. Again, if you're the toughest, smartest person in the room, you are in the wrong room. We'll go around the board. Everybody, uh, thank you so much uh, for Jason and Scott. Actually, helping too, man. It was a crazy week. Uh, keeping track of everything. The more you track things, the less delusional you are in your. Stop overestimating your opinion. You are in the wrong right? room. You deal with reality, not what you hope reality is. So we go around diversity. Diverse companies make 46% more free cash flow, which is important. Revenue is irrelevant. People lie to you about that, among other lies. So you got age diversity and regional diversity. Jason from the Midwest, Scott from the Northeast. Shannon out here in Southern California. 
I'm old, Chad's young, he's an athlete, right? I'm fat and I need to lose weight. So we got a lot of we got a lot of uh, diversity here. First thoughts, we go Scott, Chad, and Jason, and we'll get into these games. So if we if you listen to the Hawthorne effect, you know, going into this week, I, I made the point that there's a lot of mediocrity in the NFL this year. So it makes it even tougher, which means as Josh said yesterday, and as we all agreed, research is most important um, at this time of year and this time of season for the NFL. So um, I've done my research a little bit extra, so I'm ready to go. I mean, 70% is attainable. Let's, let's get it. Consistently, right? 59% is what professional betters make. We want to get 70% because we can. And we have some insight that people aren't uh, sharing. What's it share? Just keep it for themselves and live in a mansion. We share it because, you know, A, we're regular dudes. B, uh, you get information that way. You get one, you get them back. Go ahead, uh, go ahead uh, Chad. Yeah, no, man. Hawthorne Effect was big for us this week. I think we really got a lot of good insight moving forward here. And, um, yeah, after that, you know, yesterday I was starting to get into these games, um, yesterday and today, and I see a lot of stuff I'm really liking. I see a lot of stuff, um, you know, that was kind of jumping out at me. So, you know, I'm, I am uh, eager to hear your guys' opinions on some of them and, uh, you know, see if everything I, I'm thinking right now is going to stay the same or what, uh, you know, the final outcome will be here. But I'm ready to start breaking these games down and getting to them. You know, and it's a great business process, right? Because you have to feel it too. You guys want to avoid feelings. Not enough death. You want to avoid humiliation, not knowing everything. But man, after an effect yesterday, it was almost like talking to my wife, man. I was dead wrong. <laughs> I was wrong a few times. Go ahead, Jason. Your first thoughts. Yeah, looking forward to this week. Uh, we, uh, you know, got the sheet all ready and um, we tracking uh, these picks. And uh, I did notice a little bit last week, uh, a little bit uh, better outperformance on those unanimous picks. So, um, you know, keep an eye on those. I, I love the picks that aren't crazy. And uh, this group's aligned. They seem to do better. Um, and, um, yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, I know. And in the business world, we have NBA and all that. Uh, there's best practices. And with the amount of money involved in this market, every NFL team operates different with a different philosophy. Then you have new coaches who come in and that creates chaos, but it creates an advantage for us because we see the inefficiencies there. We'll discuss a lot of those uh, as we go tonight. Tonight we go fast. This is no huddle array. You read it. We don't discuss it. We just throw the pass and you run the right coverage against right defense and catch. First game is going to be Thursday night. And uh, the hurricane blew the humidity out a little bit, but still going to be a lovely uh, 80 degrees at kickoff time. They're coming from Baltimore with head helmets and pads. Uh, what kind of shape are they in? You know, is Harbaugh going to play all his starters? Uh, the new normal rotations they do. It's an out of conference game against Tom Brady. The Bucks need a win. Bucks have a depleted secondary, like they always do. Their offensive line is young and they haven't played well against uh, Baltimore, who's kind of in the same boat. But again, salesmen think short term, businessmen and women think long term. Todd Bowles won a Super Bowl as a defensive coordinator. 
Arians is hanging around. All of these guys, Arians, Todd Bowles, John Harbaugh played for Andy Reid, or coached for Andy Reid for many, many years. So these are long-term thinking people. So they're actually happy that they're, you know, three and three, three and four. So what I'm going to do is I am going to go. So right now, the line is what? Tampa Bay plus one and a half. Give me I Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay minus Tampa one. Tampa Bay minus one. Tampa yeah, flipped minus. last night. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go. Let me get the font higher on this. So it's one and a half. I haven't bet this game yet, but I will tonight after all. I'm going to do it in the morning. I'm going to get a good night's sleep. <laughs> so I tell people to bet the right thing. So I'm going to go. Uh, Tampa Bay. I like Tampa Bay in this situation. Thursday night. Okay. Historically, Thursday night teams cover about 80% of the time. But if you live in the past, you die in the past. And I was living in the past last week. This is the type of game I think goes over the 45, which is the average of an NFL game. Because I don't know about the conditioning after COVID. And it is going to be 80 degrees. Uh, that grass is going to be crazy there. It's going to be a crazy atmosphere there in Tampa on a Thursday night. It's going to be scary. So give me Tampa Bay, right? Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I always buy the half point. So if it's like that tomorrow morning, I'm going to go plus two over 45. We'll go Scott, then Chad. And I'll ask you guys, is Harbaugh going to take the bull by the horns, take the opportunity, be mindful, and put his best foot forward to win tomorrow night? Or is he going to be Harbaugh? play conservative and try to lure Tom Brady and there, well, you know, Godman might be there. Mike Evans might be there, but let the bad Tampa Bay offensive line, old Tom Brady make mistakes, right. And have them win and run Lamar and tire out the Tampa Bay defensive line. What do you guys think? So Tampa Bay is beat up physically mostly on the defensive side of the ball i mean they have a couple of receivers gauges out julio's a question mark game time decision um brady is six in five as a tampa bay buccaneer in in prime time games which is shockingly mediocre for brady so that and also my feeling is is that harbaugh sees the Bengals' offensive train coming at him and I, I think if he gives up the division lead outright to Cincinnati, he's afraid he will never get it back again because Cincinnati is on that type of roll right now. Right. So having said that, I'm going to take Baltimore uh, with the point, and I'm going to take the under 45 and a half because I think Lamar is going to run the ball a lot. I think Baltimore is going to run the ball more than they usually do. Right. Too, especially if Mark Andrews does not play tomorrow night. He's injured. He hasn't practiced all week. So that, that leads me to believe he may not play tomorrow night. So I'm going to take Baltimore in the under. Yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, – I can see Baltimore running it more because they want to protect the defense. Go ahead, Chad. I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Scott. I, uh, I like Baltimore here. I, I just 
Tampa Bay is struggling. I really think they're falling apart at the from the top down with Brady. I think there's just a lot of deeper problems on that team right now. I think this is a really big spot for the Ravens to keep pace with the Bengals. And I'm with Scott on the under here too. 45 and a half. I'm over the key number there. Um, I, you know, the, both these teams, their last three or four games, I mean, has not put up a lot of points. There has not been a lot of points here. You know, both, you know, Harbaugh, I think, is going to really, really play a slower tempo game here. Tampa Bay has been playing that style all year. Their defense has been really solid. Um, you know, Brady's kind of been putting it on the defense, just winning close games all year. They haven't blown anyone out all year. Um, so I'm, I'm going to take uh, the Ravens on the money line under the 45 and a half. All right, Josh Tampa. Josh Tampa can lose this game and still win this division. This division yeah. is so bad. <laughs> Did all Tampa needs to do is put together three wins down the stretch in a row, and they'll win this division. All they so, need to do is win, win this, their uh, division games. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's all they have to do. So, Scott, are you playing or Baltimore in the points? Yes. Yeah, so What's that? The pick is Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore in the points or minus one because we're all kind of different bets because mine is plus two. I can see Tampa Bay, you know, 1917 for me to cover both sides would be, you know, 23 24, something like that. And the reason I think it's going over is just is the, the heat and the humidity and the, and the turf, the slick turf there in Tampa uh, lends itself to some late scores. And Brady has something to prove. And they're going to get the refs call. But uh, if somebody agrees with me all the time in business or something like that, I get suspicious. <laughs> because that means that person not being <laughs> but the But the thing but the thing with Baltimore is if Mark Andrews doesn't play tomorrow night, right. he has zero weapons in the passing game. Zero. They're going to no, run it. Lamont has no weapons in the passing game. He can't throw the ball. He's going to throw yeah. it yards no. tomorrow. But, and well, what Jim's saying is right. We're going to see a lot of plus one. Yeah, is Lamar going to try to prove a point on national TV that he can read defenses to stay in the pocket instead of just running and winning the game uh, before we go to the next game? What do you guys think about that? How is that going to play out? No, if he has no weapons, he's not going to be in the pocket. He's going to be running. It's going to yeah. be just said with left, right, center, and Lamar. Especially left, right, with Mark, Mark Andrews as a security blanket. That's the guy where he just – throws yeah. up a disgusting ball that should be intercepted by four people and he and he catches without that he's going to be a lot quicker to leave the pocket without that security blanket yeah it'll be interesting yes. about Harbaugh if they're listening to the podcast uh, because I, don't, I hate shady stuff right uh Tampa Bay's gonna have a tall grass like you know Wrigley Field Harbaugh needs to be out there looking at the grass make sure they patch it up this and that because it's gonna be a tall grass out there it's going to be a slick surface. And it rains every day in Tampa, but even if it didn't rain, you're going to get the hoses out there. Try to slow Lamar Jackson that way. So, Harbaugh has to be able to this is, this is he was in New England with the display gate and all that. Or the turf in Tampa. We're making, hist we're making history, though. This is the first time I think we've both ever gone against Josh by himself on both picks. That's making some history tonight, guys. <laughs> this is a group. It's gonna be a crazy game, and we and I don't. There's no because Scott's going with Baltimore in the points. I got Chad with the money line, yeah. and I got Tampa Bay. <laughs> so we don't have a consensus side. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Yeah, that's what makes it interesting. But it's a lot of games, right? So we're wrong. Oh, yeah, yeah. But that's how you learn. You do hot pen, and then you kind of see what was real and what was fiction, right? Did you read the game wrong or right? That's why tracking is so important, all right? So that's game one. Uh, split decision. This time, I'm Ruth Bader Ginsburg. The cynical contrarian. The double, the double Ruth. Double Ruth. So that means that I'm Ruth Bader Ginsburg on the left, and Clarence Thomas, Clarence Thomas, and Alito. I'll go with Clarence Thomas because he does it more than the other justices. Dissenting. The eight to one. And again, dissenting. On the right, this is a double one. So on the right, I descended as Justice Thomas. And on the left, I descended as Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Dissent. All right, but that's what makes it America. Russia, you can't dissent, right? You dissent in Russia, you get shot or sent to the Ukraine. All right, next game is under all the way. And you right on over. Right? <laughs> under uh, Denver plus three. They play a lot of crazy, uh, close games. They have a great defense. Uh, man, I don't know if I've seen a bad quarterback in college. Fraud, bad quarterback in the NFL, complete fraud. I was watching him last week. This is her Lawrence, right? Uh, it, Clemson, you know, the talent was a bad ACC. He goes into the playoffs, he gets rolled. He hasn't won playoff games like Justin Fields. And now he's in the NFL and he's airmailing it. Uh, they should have won that game against the Giants, right? He doesn't throw it in the end zone, he throws it to the one yard line and they lose. Denver has a lights out uh, defense. And Rippin, if he plays again, he now has some game experience with the ones in there. Uh, still, I like Jacksonville's second half line because it's going to be hot. It's nice and cool in Denver, but they play in altitude. It should be in game shape. I think they actually get, get out to lead. Josh, this game's in London. Oh, it's in London. So no second half line. It's in London. No second half line. It's defense travels. It's, oh, I got to get up early, six thirty in the morning. Hey, this is the Jacksonville guy owner has like some ties to London, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So remember, I said Urban Meyer's going to have a special game plan. Peterson should have. So we don't know about Peterson, but he should, this is a playoff game for Peterson. He can't lose. So Jacksonville Jacksonville money line. London. Yeah. So are you switching to Jacksonville money line, Josh? Oh, I'm I'm saying Denver plus three, Jacksonville money line under the total. I'm going to withhold judgment on the total. See what you guys think, because it is in London with Peterson maybe having an extra play on team. No, it's not going over because of the talent that Denver has. And remember, yeah, has proven. They can do a game plan, but without Andy Freed or Frank Wright. So what do you want a few early games in the season, whatever? He hasn't proven anything to me. He hasn't. You know, it's, it's like Belichick is uh, way below 500 without Brady. So until Peterson proves he can outcoach a really good defensive coordinator, uh, I'm going to go to guess. What do you guys think? I hate this game. I really hate this game. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> Um, I can't trust Denver. 
in any spot because of their coach. Their coach is just horrible. Right. Horrible. Beyond horrible. He might be the worst coach in the NFL, to be honest with you. Right. So I think Jacksonville is going to take it. I think what the Jets wanted to do last week is run the ball with Brees Hall even more. And before he got hurt, Brees Hall ran for 62-yard touchdowns. I think Travis Etienne is going to have a huge game this, this weekend. So I, I, I could see Jacksonville winning this game by a touchdown. In London, the cons have have their uh, secondary roots in London. Um, I think the game is going under because I think Jacksonville is going to want to run the ball so much in this game instead of throwing the ball because I think the Denver secondary is just that good. So I don't think they're going to pass the ball for a lot of yards. So I'm going to go with Jacksonville, and I'm going to take the under. I think it's going to be a total of like thirty-one to thirty-four points. You taking the, the you taking the points, Scott, or uh, Jacksonville money line? Uh, Jacksonville money line. Jacksonville money line. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm with you. Uh, I want I, I want Jacksonville money line under forty. Um, I just Jacksonville. I feel with the London ties here. You know, um, I feel like Peterson's been doing a pretty good job down there this season uh, compared to what Urban Meyer did last year. I think they're going to be able to pull out this win in London. Denver is just, I mean, they cannot figure out how to win games. Um, and yeah, I mean, Denver is, I believe, six and one to the under this year. Um, yeah. You, you, you got to take this game to be low scoring. Uh, Jacksonville is going to run the ball a lot. You know, Denver's offense is struggling all year. Um, you know, I, I think this is a, you know, a, like a, uh, like a 21-17 type game here, um, you know, 21-14, something like that, Jacksonville with the win. So I, I, I'm going Jacksonville money line and under 40. Josh, as you say, Jacksonville's going to get a pass interference call late in the game to help them win this. Oh, 100%. That's what's going to happen. More research I do, uh, more that, you know, things are coming out. You know, not predicted during the summer in the corruption podcast. Uh, and, and these things aren't illegal, right? Nobody's going to jail for this. It, it just might be unethical. I don't know. I can't judge. Uh, but yeah, 100% that they're going to get the calls in London. So, uh, Jason, what is the consensus thing? Got Jacksonville on the money line, which would be about minus one thirty on the odds, and then that under forty. Under forty, and uh, when I own the restaurant, right, you always have to trust and verify. No matter how simple a task it is, somebody can screw it up, right? So you can have a great game plan, but Trevor Lawrence can airmail it twice, two pick sixes, and changes the whole. Uh, trajectory of the game. So that's why I'm going plus three Denver. Just keep that in mind. Go to the second game. Two mediocre teams and failing forward, right? God bless Nathaniel Hackett. His dad was a rich NFL coach and he gets to fail forward. <laughs> right? Uh, us, we would be divorced, in jail, right? And homeless. He, he just cashes out a golden parachute. Being that mediocre, right? And they haven't proven anything. All right, so 
I get paid only by results. This podcast is only about results. It's, that's why I like sports betting. Unless you know what you're doing and you're consistently way above 52.5%, you are not uh, getting paid and your wife is not going to let you go to Vegas. <laughs> it's the results. We're results, man. We're, we keep it real. Raw, honest, transparent. That's what we track, right? You got to keep it real to make that money in sports betting. And you got to collaborate. The Chicago Bears, plus 10 against Dallas. The total opened up at 43 and a half, now 42.5. I wrote an article. I'll run it by uh, you guys. You can look at it on, you know, how the lines are live. Because I deal with the real lines, right, in my real business, uh, the stock lines, where there's perspectives. And there's a lot of chicanery there, too. Sometimes the sports betting market is more honest than the stock market. An options trader. I got to get, I know a guy who, rich guy who owns an options firm, and he said, So, uh, give me Dallas plus nine under 42.5. What do you guys think? My, minus, minus nine. Minus, minus nine. Minus nine. What do you guys so, think? This is, this is, uh, this is a good line. Chicago, Chicago showed me a lot Monday night against the Patriots. Chicago showed me that they can run the ball. They changed their game plan thoroughly for Justin Fields. And he even admitted the game plan was changed. There was a lot more running plays for him in the, in the, uh, in the package. Right, which is a great thing because Justin Fields is, is not a, a quarterback. He's, he's not a good uh, thrower of the ball. Having said that, Zeke might not play. He uh, didn't practice today. He's out. He was off with the trainers working on some stuff. I don't think that's going um, to make a difference. I'm with you, Josh. I'm going to go with Dallas here. Plus, uh, minus the nine and a half. And you took the under, right? Correct. Yeah, I'm going to go with the under as well. So that I'm going with you, Josh. Dallas in the under. Dallas in the under. Dallas has a great defense. And there's just a lot of returns to the means. I mean, Everhouse, great coach. He was a defensive staff with Tinkle. He took Missouri with no talent and won the West and the SEC through the SEC championship. Got him there twice. Great strategist. Did great with Indianapolis. With like Cinderella, right? The, the clock is eventually going to hit midnight. They're, they have the most money underneath the salary cap. They have the least amount of players on the practice squad. And now their second road game in a row against Dallas and Mr. Parsons. What, what do you think, Chad? Man, I'm, I'm going to go Ruth here. I, I really like the Chicago defense. I think Chicago has one of the best defenses right now. Um, they're keeping them in games. You know, they've, they really have been in every game. They haven't the – out of all seven games this year or six – what have they played? Seven. They've only lost one game by more than ten points. Now it's the Green Bay early on. Um, they've been close in every game. That defense, I think, can keep this game um, within the ten points. And I think this is – you know, I love the under here, under the 42-and-a-half. I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. You know, I think this is – uh, 
like a, a, a 17 to, to 10 type game, you know, a, a 20 to, to 13 type game. So um, I, I think Chicago can cover, uh, you know, I'm going to, I think this line will balloon, uh, you know, it's at nine and a half right now. You can buy it at 10, but I'm looking to get Chicago north of 10 at 10 and a half. I think they can cover that, uh, that line. And I think it goes under the 42 and a half. Right. I mean, the, the head coach, president, general manager of the team is Jerry Jones, Arkansas, running football, played good special teams, quarterback makes the first down with his legs three times and went 70% of the time. And you run the ball, the first and second down, to protect the defense's legs. Chicago has been on the field all year. We're going to week eight. We're going to fatigue in the second half. Give me Dallas. Second half line, big off, big run blocking offensive line for Dallas, right? They're kind of like Tampa Bay, where run blocking is the easiest thing to learn. They'll get pass blocking uh, later on, but you're going to run it on Chicago, who's tired. And man, uh, I remember when uh, first game of the Lakers, right? Uh, Kareem hits a hook shot to win it, and Magic's going crazy. And, and Kareem's like, calm down, man. This is the first game of the season. Uh, Chicago played with a lot of emotion, and they're very, very happy with that win last week. <laughs> now it gets worse, right? <laughs> when you win, the games get bigger. So now you're going to play against the Dallas Cowboys. So let me know if I'm right, Jason. Uh, the consensus pick is going to be, how about them boys, minus 10 underneath the total. Bet the total now, now down, because there's going to be a lot of people betting those Dallas Cowboys. Am I correct? Yeah, I did. Um, we, unless you want to buy the points, nine and a half. So if you buy in a half point, you can get them down to minus nine. Yeah. It's a crazy, you know, these design runs, you can't do it forever. And Jerry Jones' defense has a design for a runner because that's what they did at Arkansas, right? He was coaching Barry Switzer and Jimmy Johnson, Frank Royals, back in the day. All right. So, I want to call out the unanimous pick also. <laughs> <laughs> the unanimous under. That double when it's unanimous under. all agree. Because we're transparent and we uh we're honest. We don't overly talk about we might talk about a game or two, this and that, but we don't sit there and talk about every game before and so we have some spontaneity, some mystery to this. Las Vegas going to New Orleans. Uh, the total started at 46 and a half, now 49. Bet the over now. Both teams have bad defenses. Both teams have suspect coaches, one on the offensive side of the ball, one on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, like Chad says, a control atmosphere. Uh, I think Chris Olave and then Kaysen Hill are going to have their way with the defensive backfield of the Vegas Raiders. So give me the New Orleans Saints. Uh, 1.5, you know, I like buying a half a point plus two over 49. Man, that's a key number. Right. We'll go, we'll reverse this, this thing. We'll go Chad and then Scott. Yeah, no, I'm with you here. Um, this is one game I, I looked at earlier today and yeah, I mean, this total, 49, um, 
the Saints have been – the defense has been giving up points to everyone. You know, the Raiders definitely have an, an explosive enough offense here um, to exploit that, to have this be a high-scoring game. And, yeah, man, I just think the Raiders are, are you know, are really struggle, struggling. Um, you know, they, they they got themselves a win against the Texans. I mean, not not, not too big of a win there. Um, but, yeah, I just I, – I like the Saints here at home um, coming off a tough, tough loss. Um they played Thursday night last week here, so the Saints do have a little bit more rest. Um, I like that that factor a lot too. So yeah, give me the Saints plus two and over the 49 and a half. Yeah, Derek Carr in the situation is just genius. Good. Uh, what do you think, Scott? I guess I'm Ruth Bader Ginsburg on this because I love the Raiders. <laughs> Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton starting the quarterback for the Saints. He gives as much as he takes he takes away. So. Right. I don't like the way Andy Dalton's playing quarterback, even though he did have four touchdown passes last week. He did throw three interceptions and a pick six. So um, I like the Raiders in this this spot. I think the Raiders off their bye week have, have figured out a lot of things, especially giving to give Josh Jacobs the ball and mate and have him run. And he's been a beast lately, an absolute beast. So I'm gonna take the Raiders minus the two, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna agree with you guys. I'm gonna go over the 49. I think this is gonna be one of those 34, 27 type of games um, down in the dome. So that's where I'm at. All right. So the majority pick, which got me Ruth Bader Ginsburg on this one, it's gonna be New Orleans plus two over the 49. Uh, I, I just think Chris Olave, his talent. Coming back, um, and it's a home game in a poor city. Uh, holiday weekend, the refs are going to give New Orleans the call. Man, it's going to be crazy, right? Mardi Gras all over again, crazy crowd in New Orleans. All right, next game are the Carolina Panthers against the Atlanta Falcons in the Dome. Atlanta has a great offense, plus one. Carolina has a horrible – Defense, fire sale. Uh, the coach is just fighting with everybody. The owner is yelling at everybody. You got to like Atlanta in this situation. And like it, man, it's going to be tough, right? How's Atlanta going to play this? But since it's a Arthur Smith has been raving about that offense since uh, preseason, he knows something about something. This game counts for two. He's been studying count, uh, Carolina all summer long. Uh, I'd say Atlanta blowing him out and getting over 41. What do you think, Scott and Chad? Where, where is Atlanta favored against four points against anybody? <laughs> Even Carolina. I mean, Carolina showed something last week against a, a Tampa Bay team that's you know, granted, yeah, Tampa Bay, Mike Evans dropped an easy touchdown last week, and that probably would have changed the complexion of that game completely. But uh, Atlanta just didn't show me anything offensively. They don't throw the ball. They have no trust in Mariota. They, if, if Carolina stacks the box and dares Mariota to throw, I don't, can't see Atlanta doing anything. Well, the thing is about Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts and uh, London, you know, Drake London. Those guys will make Mariota look good. 
the old throwback pass and the he has the longest wingspan in NFL history. You don't, don't make Mariota look good. It's kind of not hard. Yeah, they lob the ball to Cal Pitts. I, I agree, but they're using Pitts as a blocker right now. <laughs> he, he caught three balls for nine yards last week. Yeah. Drake London caught one ball for nine yards last week. Right. He, he's just not throwing the ball. And until I see them open up their game a little bit more, four point, I can't trust Atlanta with with as a favorite. Even at home against Carolina, I think Carolina is wants to get Wilkes this job permanently. And I, I think they're going to play hard for him because I think they're totally underestimated right now. And DJ, and they got DJ Moore involved totally last week, and it showed. So I'm going to go with Carolina plus the points. And I'm I'm going to go with the under. I, I think it's going to stay under because I think Atlanta is going to run the ball like crazy as they usually do. So that's where I'm at. I don't I don't feel comfortable about it, but I just don't, I can't take Atlanta as a favorite right. because of the trust. Yeah, lack one of trust. thing I like about this part of the season, um, there's no more hiding plays, right? Especially at this end of the division game, maybe Andy Reid, uh, Belichick, whoever uh, are hiding things in McDermott for the playoffs. But not Atlanta. We're gonna see what Atlanta has on offense. Is it gonna put cards on the table? No more hiding stuff. And that's what I think. I think they've been hiding a lot what they do with Cal Pitts. Uh Drake's London's look great. And plus one, man, they had a big comeback in Seattle. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, I'm uh I'm with you, Josh, on Atlanta minus four uh, at home here. I like this spot, you know. Uh, Tampa Bay is going to lose tomorrow night to Baltimore, and they're going to be three and five. That means if Atlanta wins this game, they are up a full game in the division for first place. It's unbelievable. It's so unbelievable. I think Atlanta here is going to, you know, with that Tampa Bay loss tomorrow night, it's really going to be a big spot for Atlanta. They're going to come through and cover this four points. And yeah, I think it'll go over the 41. I think Atlanta will have enough offense here. And their defense has been getting people, you know, scoring on them all up and down the field. So, you know, I think this game can be a, you know, a, a 28 to, you know, 28 to 14 and, and, and sneak over here, uh, you know, a 24 to 17, something like that. So um, I, I, I do think this one will sneak over. And I, I like Atlanta here in the spot to take the lead in the division. Yeah, this is what I think, right? PJ Walker from Temple. This will be a close game. Uh, Carolina's going to get a big stop, middle of the second half, big stop. And then, boom, late flag. Well, hold on. And third and third, late flag. Illegal contact is what they're using now. Five-yard penalty, nobody saw it. Automatic Atlanta first down. Keep that completed. Carolina descent on the field. Cover the spread and go over 41. So the consensus pick is Atlanta by the half point before over 41 by the half point the other way. Because we've got so many games, we have a very conservative approach. But we don't want to get killed by a half point. Don't die by the half point. When, what Chad said is un unbelievable. Atlanta could be in first place at the right. end of this weekend. That's unbelievable. In my That's opinion. what Arthur Smith was talking about, right? So Arthur Smith knows something about something. Because he was saying, hey, we could win the division. I like our chances. We're going to have the Dirty Birds. We're going to have that uh, Mercedes Dome Rocky. 
with a Mercedes dealership about two miles away, owned by Bill Belichick and Nick Satan. <laughs> and before we move on to the next game, if Tampa right. loses tomorrow night and Carolina were to win this game, it'd be a three-way tie for first place. And if New Orleans beats Vegas, they'd all be three and four. All a big scam to get people to buy tickets. <laughs> it's unbelievable. How many more Carolina Atlanta tickets are going to be sold just because they're they're pretending they're giving people false hope that they can actually win the division? You know what I mean? I don't know. Stranger things have happened though. Cincinnati, with a cheap team, made it to the Super Bowl last year. Okay. Oh, Truth is God. always stranger than fiction. Oh. Yeah, no, it's crazy. A lot. Again, truth is stranger than, than fiction, and we live in an uncertain, chaotic world, right? Nobody can predict the pandemic. The Pittsburgh Steelers at the Philadelphia Eagles, two organizations and teams going in opposite directions. Uh, man, mis- I don't know. Craziness, right? So, Philadelphia doesn't really blow anybody out through the whole game, but they blow them in the first half. And Scott's been all over this. Scott's made the money with this. Uh, saves us. Pittsburgh uh, maybe in the second half line, even though that Miami game, right, there was no scoring in the second half. Yes? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it was top zero. No scoring. Uh, yeah, I'm so I'm so – yeah, no, it was crazy. It was literally McDaniel said, "Look, Pittsburgh can't score enough. We're not going to do anything either." But come on, man, yep. score one touchdown so we can catch the second half ticket, McDaniel. Yeah, right. I'm so glad I took the second half money line and not the uh, minus one. I pushed it, but I would have been hot. <laughs> Philadelphia, for whatever reason, that's why they got Chip Kelly. They're like the Chargers. They're like a college team. But they admit some guys on the practice squad, some guys they bring in in a blowout. Shouldn't be in the NFL, and that they are training them so they could be in the NFL, right? They're you know developmental franchise. Uh, that's what worries me about the second half. But I like them to cover just because of the talent disparity. Yeah, and, and you know Tomlin being from the Citadel, uh, looking at football as military strategy, right? Just the way he looks at it. Pittsburgh hasn't changed anything. They're doing the same trick, no old stuff, the same zone. You know, he won one Super Bowl, what, uh, over a decade ago? And really, it was probably because Arians was the offensive coordinator, right? Yeah. So, yep. you know, in this situation, Cetriani, he's hip. He's a CEO coach. Let's his coordinator do things. Let's how he rolls in, run his mouth. Uh, in Philadelphia, holiday weekend, Give me the Eagles. Uh, I'm buying half a point again. I'm getting my key numbers right at 10, right? And since Pittsburgh can't score, and they got rid of their good players, it's almost like a – remember, we're getting into a recession, so you have to cut costs, right? Companies are firing people to cut costs. That's why Juju Smith is in Kansas City. And Pittsburgh, it's already all these teams, Pittsburgh, Chicago, with all the salary cap numbers, and the, the, their defenses have been on the field all year now. It's already game seven. So 
give me the Philadelphia minus 10. I'm going to say under 41. Because I don't think Mitch Trubisky can't do anything against the bad Philadelphia Eagle backups. Got in the chat. It's not Trubisky. It's uh, Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett. Quarterback. Even worse. Yeah. All you can do is run. It looks baffled back there. Are you going you going over the total? I'm going to go under. I mean, Pittsburgh shut out again. Rookie, uh, deer in the headlights guy, Josh Boyer. Uh, learn hunt strategies from Billichie, right? You're going to copy what he did against uh, Pickett last right? Because Vangano uh, was laughing on the sideline. He wanted to go home. No, oh, this game's over. I don't even have to call any plays. We're not even going to score, and we're still going to beat Pittsburgh because it's such a high school offense right with a high school quarterback. So I'm going to take Pittsburgh in the in the rivalry game, state rivalry game. Okay. I don't think they're going to get as blown out this this week as people think. I think they're going to hang in. I think they're going to play tough defensively, gritty, um in your face, I, I think they're going with the same game plan as they went with Tampa Bay, which is to, to kind of muck it up, dirty it up, um, you know, force Jalen Hurts to, to kind of throw a little bit more than he wants to. I am taking Pittsburgh on the second half line. Until it fails me, I'm, I'm going with it. So I'm taking right. Pittsburgh on the second half line because Philly gets up on these big leads and just shuts it down at halftime. They, as they said in the radio today, Philly gets up, and then they just tend to run the ball and run it and run it and run it and bleed clock to get out of the game. So I'm going to take Pittsburgh plus the 10, and I'm going to take the under because I think what Tomlin wants to do is muck it up and dirty it up. And Pittsburgh is an under team. That's all he ever does. They're, they're, he never, he's never not done yeah. it. Yeah, but I think even more so because he knows his offense struggles to move the ball at times for most parts of the game. So, um, there's a big problem. Yeah, the big problem was I remember watching the New England game. And New England ran on Pittsburgh. Everybody's been able to run on Pittsburgh. And usually, yeah, you're always soft to run. Go ahead, Chad. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to look up this team total right now for Pittsburgh because I've cast their last two team total unders in a row. <laughs> Dial it up. Like, I'm not finding it. I'm not finding it, I'll, though. Oh, I'll see if I can find it. I bet those two just on chat advice. See, that's collaboration sports bet. The only place where you go up to random strangers and you ask them who you pick, I've seen you catching tickets all day, blah, blah, blah. Here, we know each other now for years. <laughs> We're taking it to the next level. Pittsburgh team total, yeah. Uh, huh. Really, more than anything else, the ambition Philadelphia has. Philadelphia has a lot of. Well, ambition. anyways, while Scott's look, looking it's for that, six, he's not going to find it. It's what is 16, it? Chad. 16. Whew. It's Charlie. It's 17 and a half, 16 and a half. Now 16. Yeah, it keeps coming it's down. But man. <laughs> I, uh, I, I do like that. But yeah, I'm going to go. Um, I, I think this is going to be a low-scoring game here. I think Pittsburgh will be able to hang in this one. I like. I think this line's going to balloon. Right now, it's at ten and a half, eleven. Um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna let this line balloon. I'm gonna let Philly bet this up. Um, you know, I'm gonna look to get Pitt plus twelve, plus thirteen, even maybe plus fourteen. So I'm gonna put that Pitt balloon line under the forty-three. Uh, I think this will be a low-scoring game. Um, 
and yeah, give me uh, you know that 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 Pittsburgh second half line too, and the and the Pittsburgh team total under. You know, I think this one's gonna be like a you know a twenty four to fourteen type game here. Um, yeah, no, but that's no, kind of what I'm. No, she had made a good point, so I'm gonna withhold judgment. And then the live stream podcast because uh, New Jersey, that whole area up there, Philadelphia, New Jersey, they're up to three billion dollars with the B handle. So if somebody, you know, if a billion dollars comes in on Philadelphia, minus ten, and the lines Philadelphia plus twenty two or something, I'm gonna bet Pittsburgh. Good Pittsburgh can lose twenty one to nothing, and they cover the twenty two, and it's under. So I'm gonna withhold judgment on that. The game time to see if it goes crazy. If it goes crazy, but I think uh, Philadelphia's gonna cover more than anything just because they're ambitious. They got bigger fish to fry. How can you let Pittsburgh score on you? You're supposed to make it to the Super Bowl. All right. So we're gonna withhold judgment on the side. Look for that balloon line. Pittsburgh second half line. We're gonna continue to pick that. Because it's not the house's money, it's our money. We're ahead. <laughs> so we're going to keep uh, ringing that bell, going back to the well until it doesn't work. And under 43, this is such an under game. The philosophy, what these teams feel like. And uh, yeah, Tomlin graduating from the Citadel, right? That's under, right? The Citadel. All the triple option. All right. So the aforementioned Miami Dolphins with Daniel going down. The dome and those crazy Detroit Lions. Agent Rob, thank you. I know more about the Detroit Lions than I ever would have known without his help. The Detroit Press, hard knocks. And I listen to the radio, uh, Detroit radio, because Detroit radio is very aggressive. A lot of parts of the country aren't. So they say a lot of stuff on the home broadcast that most people don't. They're really honest. And Detroit's been bad forever. Uh, I like the over 51. Give me Detroit. You lose by a field goal. You lose by three points. You might even win this game. Because I'm not sold on those uh, shady uh, lack of depth. Depth. English is my second language, so some words that comes out. Uh, Miami, right? Crazy. Miami's a crazy team. Waddle, they knocked him down because he's been fumbling. Love Moser. And man, Tyreek Hill, uh, I really like the way he's kind of turned out. So give me uh, Detroit plus four, over 51. We'll go Scott and Chad. I 100% agree with you. Uh, I think this is the type of game where Detroit will uh, show up, will play very well. They won't win the game. They'll probably lose by a field goal. But I think it's going over. I think there's weapons all over the field in this game. I think there's there's too much offensive firepower. Miami should have put more points on the board last week and did not for whatever reason. But Maybe they wanted to hide the red zone plays, right? Because uh, yeah. the, the area that's good in between the 20s and Detroit – has been horrible in the red zone, especially last week. So they're going to have to figure something out, come back to the knees. And Miami says, hey, why are we going to show our red zone plays against sorry ass pitch? We don't have to score. We're going to win, right? We're going to keep these in my back pocket. Yeah, and Detroit, and Detroit can't stop the run. They yeah. can't stop the run at all. You can't stop the they're pass. The worst. You can't stop the pass. So I think Jared Goff will, will play really well. 
this week. I think Detroit is tired of, of this losing mentality um, that has overcome them. So I, I think this will be one of those 34-31 games where Detroit is making a furious comeback in the fourth quarter as they have the want to. Um, yeah, so give Detroit me Detroit. And Definitely give Detroit, Detroit second half line. Yep, and give me the over. Miami wants to get up to a big lead on the road. And Jason, I don't know if you heard about that. The worst case, outside of Chicago, the, the kid in front of the family court, and the judge says, do you want to live with your dad? He says, no, my dad beat me. He's abusive. He just says, okay, well, we're going to set up custody for the mom. So I can't live with my mom either. She's very abusive. She beat me. The judge says, well, who do you want to live with? He said, I want to live with the Detroit Lions defense. They can't beat anybody. <laughs> No joke. <laughs> Go ahead, chat. <laughs> oh man, yeah, no, I'm with you guys here. I love Detroit at home here. Uh, uh, Detroit plus the four. I would not be surprised if they they pulled out a, a close win here. I think this game's going to go down to the wire. And yeah, I think you know Detroit started the year as a as an over team in some shootouts. They played two low scoring games, but you know three out of their four home games have gone over. I think they that that returns here, and this is going to be more of a shootout style game. Um, you know, the Dolphins, too, have kind of been, been quiet. So, yeah, I definitely think that uh, Detroit plus four and over the 51, uh, we, we got our, a unanimous, finally. First one of the night. Well, th that's why coaches hide stuff, right? Because you know you know what they're going to do. Uh, Detroit knows that the double cheat disciple is going to rush three, drop eight, trying to do some zone blitz. So they know they have to do um, zone beaters. There's no mystery. And uh, keep it simple, stupid for uh, Jerry Goff, right? Who's not the smartest tool in the, in the tool shed. All right, so unanimous. Detroit second half line for a consensus pick on that. That's what I'm betting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't like to like say like I'm gonna play a second half line because it depends how the game's going too for me to pull the trigger. Right, we're saying we're saying that Miami comes out to a big lead. But I just I just note all the all the second half lines the guys are talking about. I note those as something I'm going to be looking at. Right. See how the game's going. And take a hard look at it. Yeah, if it makes sense, exactly. If it makes sense. Okay, you know the old rap when Scott and I were young, the rap went, uh, "You're not making money if you're not making any sense." Right. Uh, true. Very true. Very true. right? No respect for Clingsbury. Team was out of control, screaming at him on the sidelines. They scored a lot of points last week. Two offensive young offensive coaches going against each other. One guy is organized, married, family man. The other guy is going out, pouring out, getting drunk every night as the head coach in the Arizona Cardinals, Blinkberry. Uh, definitely going to go over the 49 because Blinkberry is going to have to shift things now. The season moves along. DeAndre Hopkins, I guess it's bad. Minnesota secondary. Uh, I'm going to go Arizona. Plus four, depending if they have a legitimate field goal kick. So it's going to be interesting. The dome is easier to kick. We're going to do a little bit more research. And uh, when we do the line change podcast, I'll see that. 
if it gets past seven, I'll go to Arizona uh, in a shootout just because Minnesota's defense is not really that great. And Minnesota's a solid team. I like the way Chad's guy, Kevin O'Connell from San Diego, the way he's running that team. And Bill Belichick brooding guys, they do win. Belichick's guys lose, right? Andy Reid's guys, John Harwell won the Super Bowl. LaFleur went to another Super Bowl. McVay's won two Super Bowl. Uh, Andy Reid guys coach well. Clingsbury, you know, has a losing record as a head coach in college and in the NFL. So you'll figure out a way to lose. I do love uh, a lot a lot of heart, right? Because under bad circumstances, um, defense coordinator Vance Joseph and J.J. Watt are really showing some leadership for that Arizona defense, right? And they're being professional, and they're fighting out there, right? They're they're not being entitled, and they're, you know, it's a privilege to play in the NFL, coach in the NFL. They're doing a great job saving this Jerry Springer disaster, redneck, racist, uh, Queensberry. So I'm going to withhold on that, but definitely it's going over because uh, the depleted defenses and defenses wearing down and two very creative, smart offensive guys. We'll go Scott and Chad. So I like the over 49 here. I think this this is another shootout game. This is this could go over 60 for right. sure. Both defenses are, are not that good. So, um, so I, lo I love the over in this situation. I'm going to go Minnesota in this game. And the reason I'm going Minnesota is off the bye week, if Andy Dalton was an NFL quarterback, Arizona would be coming off a loss to New Orleans because Andy Dalton would not have thrown three picks. Right. Kirk Cousins won't throw three picks in this game. It won't give Arizona's defense a chance to return one for a touchdown. So I, love, I like Minnesota in this spot. I think Minnesota is – is actually playing for number one seed right now with Philadelphia. I think they're the two best teams in the NFC right now, and, and I think it shows, even though they play close games to the, you know, to the vest. Um, I just think Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, that combination will be too much, and I think Dalvin Cook in the backfield will, will run the ball um, really well. So give me Minnesota minus the four over 49. All right. Uh, break yep. I'm going. I'm going Arizona plus the four over the 49. I think, uh, man, I think Arizona here is gonna. This is gonna be a hard fought, tough, tough game. I, you know, I think Arizona could pull it out. You know, you know, Minnesota is coming off the bye, but Arizona's coming off a Thursday night game, so they do have two or three days here of extra rest. So it's not as big of an advantage for Minnesota. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think DeAndre having DeAndre Hopkins back makes a, makes a little bit of difference for Arizona. Um, you know, I think that they, they can, um, you know, they're, they're in it in that NFC West, man. Um, they're right in the mix of it. A win, you know, puts them right there up tied for first place. Um, so I think this is going to be a close field goal game. So I like Arizona plus the four. Um, and this one's going to go over the 49. All right. So the consensus pick with Scott being Ruth Ginsburg on this is Minnesota. I mean, I do like Minnesota in the coaching edge. I think they're probably going to win the game in a close game, but uh, Arizona uh, will have every chance to win and, and probably will cover. What I like about Andy Reid and uh, 
in uh, O'Connell is they do run the average between the 20s, but then inside the 20s, they'll bring in a uh, run blocking tight end and do have a traditional running game to try to run it in, or at least have that option. Winsor doesn't do that. He's been stubborn in that, and it hasn't worked out well for him. I think it's going to be a big difference, but what saves him in this is DeAndre Hopkins, right? The Cal Pitts, DeAndre Hopkins, where they're just the outliers and they make plays that most people don't and end up covering for us in the money, right? So the consensus pick is uh, Arizona, we're going to wait. There's a lot of people betting in the Midwest, as Jason knows, but it's going to go over uh, 48.5, right? Uh, in a controlled environment. The chat, like Chad brings up, he's made his money doing that. Thank you, Chad. Next game, right? Uh, Belichick always beats all his rivals. He was holding back. He was hiding plays for the Jets. <laughs> Showed nothing against Chicago. He always beats the Jets. Uh, he has a beef against the management. He screwed him over. He actually was the head coach of the Jets, and then Kraft called them. And Belichick went to just management, flipped him the bird, cursed him out, and he went to be the head coach of New England. He blew out uh, Cleveland. Bob was, uh, <clears throat> I mean, a, a rookie quarterback, Sala, they've been doing it with smokes and mirrors. Uh, coaches have, especially Belichick, right? He has a whole new game plan, whole new script for division games especially when it comes to the Jets. And there's a big coaching mismatch, right? You have rah-rah-rah, flag-waving clown, saying threatening reporters and fans, saying he's going to keep receipts, like some sort of mafia guy, right? And Bill Belichick, who's won seven Super Bowls, but it's 16 games under 500 without Tom Brady. They can run it on New York. New York can't stop the pass. Uh, Patricia will stay to the script. They all come up with him, Joe Judge. Now, the tight Detroit radio saying the tight end coach is still calling plays. So he's saying the bell sheet is lying about Patricia calling the plays. All Patricia does is read the script and make sure he has a pencil in his ear to make sure he gets the coffee orders right. Because even though he's offensive coordinator, he's still responsible for the coffee orders during those coaching meetings. We'll go Scott. Then uh, chat, but chat, but this game is always going under. Under off the bat, better right away. Uh, under the total. Don't so you think I'm going to let the Jets score? And Matt Patricia is the upper score. Nothing says under than that. Uh, Jason will be voting on this one because you can't let Scott uh, bet the Patriots and sees half a pan of the Patriots. And number rule one of betting is never bet your own team. Never bet your own team. He was 80%, 52.5% is break even. 59%, you can live in Vegas. He was 80% NBA. 20% Celtics. So go, go ahead, Chad. <laughs> you know, is it, is it on me? Yeah. We'll, we'll go Scott because Scott has a very valid opinion. He's been right all yeah, year. Yeah. And then we'll go Chad and okay. uh, Jason will give us a deciding vote. Guys, so who's the uh, uh, All right. So I, I'm in the camp that Belichick will not have his team play too 
dud games in a row. Right. I I totally agree with you. He has a a vendetta against the Jets every time he plays them. They will run the ball like crazy. He does not trust Mac Jones right now. He does not trust Bailey Zappi right now. On the other side, the Jets do not trust Zach Wilson to throw the ball a lot. So this is going to be a total running game. It's going to definitely go under. There's no doubt about it. And the Patriots are going to win by a touchdown, 17 to 10, somewhere in that vicinity. So I'm taking the Patriots, and I'm taking the under. And that's where I'm at. With you guys, man, I like the Patriots minus two, under 41. Uh, You know, definitely like Belichick coming off a loss at home here. Playing a Jets team, you know this is this is a spot the Patriots always won in, and uh, this is going to be your typical Patriots Belichick style under type game, division game. Uh, I'm with you guys here, unanimous. Four way unanimous pick. I oh, also pick New England. And um, one other thing I just that hasn't been said that I'll add in there is I love the line movement on this that uh, New England was just at minus one and a half yesterday. That line's now at minus two and a half. So. Uh, it's, you know, trending, uh, uh, you know, there to New England's got an edge. Yeah, so you bet that now. You don't want to get too crazy. You don't want to get too crazy. Yeah, that could easily be, and then, yep, get in that key number. Probably there's going to be over $100 million bet at Fox wins this game. And now, you know, Boston and New York has sports betting. A lot of money, a lot of people betting blindly. New England, a lot of people betting blindly the Jets. They bet the Jets every weekend. Even if they're 4 12, they bet the Jets every week. Blind. So, unanimous uh, <coughs> pick, and then uh, under advisement, right? Consultation from Scott. Scott gives us consultation and advisement. It's a 3 0 <laughs> for Jason coming in as the substitute judge. New England, minus two and a half, under 40. Point five. Remember the average score in the NFL game is forty-five points. Brable, Coach Brable, great job. This more with less. Fancy going over to Lovey Smith in Houston, another team like Chicago and Pittsburgh. that has been on the field the whole year. Too much pressure on Davis Mills. If he throws an interception, the game's over. I want to go Houston plus three. Uh, this is another one. So we got three, about three games at Line Change Podcast. I'll give you my final decision. But definitely Tennessee money line. I mean, since these games are so crazy and these teams are so mediocre, you have to do a lot. You decided to bet to cover your ass. You win two out of three, 66%. You win all three. It's your money, not the house's money. Uh, and I like the under. The under because Styles make fights and they're gonna run Derek Harvey to death and Davis Mills through that pick six last week. Uh so they're gonna let Davis Mills really throw it. You're gonna try to win it with defense, special teams. Maybe he makes one throw. And uh the second running back for Houston is Burkhead, right? <laughs> Chad is five times as faster, bigger, tougher than uh better athlete, better football player. Burkett. Burkett shouldn't be in the NFL. Craziness. But they can he, he plays for the league minimum, right? That's why he's there. That's a, the number two running back. He's, go ahead. Uh let's go Scott in the chat. So I I love Tennessee in this spot. 
I, I think Houston can't stop the run. Josh Jacobs went crazy. Uh, here comes Derrick Henry. Right. Derrick Henry is going to run the ball like a beast, like the best running back in the NFL this week. And it's going to stay under because Tennessee is not going to allow Tannehill to pass the ball a lot. Oh. As you know, this is this is the theme of the show tonight is not throwing the ball a lot. He's, and he's Houston's going to be in comeback mode. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and v- and Vrabel is just going to pin his defense back and and not allow them to pass the ball. So, I love Tennessee in this spot. I think they're gonna they're gonna win the game by at least ten points, and and I love the under in this game. So, yeah. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, I'm with you guys, man. I, Tennessee on the money line here all day. Uh, I think Tennessee wins this game, and I think this is going to be a low scoring, a uh, lot, lot of run here. Um, steady dose of Derrick Henry. It's going to be very similar to that Tennessee Colts game from last week. So, yeah, give me Tennessee on the money line and under the, the 41. Uh, I'll give you another one, Josh, if you want. I just look sure. up the Texans team total. It's 19. I'm going under the 19. I don't think Texans will score 19. No, Brady impressed me a lot. Being able to beat Reich, who won the Super Bowl, Nick Foles, the reason Philadelphia won the Super Bowl, beat him four times in a row, right? That's great strategy during the spring and summer, targeting it. And uh, Houston is a divisional opponent, Lovey Smith. Uh, you got to think Bravo is going to be able to uh, execute that. So unanimous pick, right? Brendan Carroll. Who would you say? Who's Brendan Carroll? He's Pete Carroll's son. He's the offensive line coach for your Arizona Wildcats in the Pac-12. Brendan Carroll on fishing trips with his dad did a great job strategizing Seattle. Seattle has no talent. Uh, they have a philosophy of strategy. And since Pete Carroll's been coaching in the NFL for 40 years, won a Super Bowl as a defensive coordinator for Bill Walsh, uh, won three national titles. And then we talk about corporate governance, right? Fundamental analysis. You can get enriched. Fundamental analysis, which is important now in the recession. We're going back to fundamental, not technical, because technical analysis, people have gotten rich selling it, not doing it, right? So, fundamental analysis is that strategy, right? You want to talk about fundamentals, running the ball, not committing turnovers, plus one, running your quarterback, right? Old school game. So, uh, D ball won a national title as the offensive coordinator for Nick Satan. And then uh, hit a brick wall over there with the Bills, but parlayed it to a head coaching job with the Giants. The Giants are second to the Bears in salary cap, uh, space, traveling to Seattle. Give me, Pete Carroll still has a bad team, but give me Pete Carroll on the money line. And I think this game squeaks over in the fourth quarter because of special teams, right? Pete Carroll is a three, you know, oh, we, Three phases of the game. They're all equal, right? Uh, so Geno Smith can run that style better than, um, you know, Daniel, right? Uh, quarterback for uh, the Giants. His body isn't suited to play that type of game. And I think he might not even make it to the second half because Seattle, they have these bad linebackers and defensive linemen that hit people late. And, and Pete Carroll has that style of intimidating people. So Daniel Jones will get hurt. And I don't even know who the backup is because uh, 
Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, he's he was in concussion protocol. I'm not gonna let him in or just run Wildcat with Shaquan uh, Barkley in the second half. Uh, but Debo has had some great second half game plans. Um, now he's going against Super Bowl winning coach Pete Carroll. Like so giving Seattle in this situation. Um neither team is not good. And I don't think I think return to the mean, right? Luck is gonna start running out on the on the Giants. We'll go Scott in the chat. So I'm terming this game the mediocre bowl because you got a six and one Giants team right. who's not that good. And you have a Seattle team right. who is four and three leading the NFC West. And I I I'm surprised that they are but they are they're they in the situation the game is in seattle so the giants are coming across the country to play that seattle crowd is a beast they're the 12th man for a reason they get loud and i think they'll get loud in this game so i'm with you a thousand percent on this i would take seattle on the money line and i would take the under because i think the giants will not Again, will not throw the ball a lot. Daniel Jones ran for 100 yards last week. Saquon ran for 100 yards last week. I think that's going to happen. It's going to be a run fest for the Giants. And I think Seattle's going to stud running back in Kenneth Walker. So I could see this being a, a total running game. So I could see the clock moving uh, and points at a premium. So give me Seattle on the money line and give me the under. Yeah. And I'm with you guys here. Seattle at home here. Um, you know, I think they're they're right in the mix in this division. Um, you know, coming off coming off a big win, uh, definitely. You know, uh, think that they can win this game at home here, and I, I think this is going to stay under the forty under the forty five. I think we're just it's going to be a lot of running in this game from both sides, a lot of running, slow tempo. Um, you know, like Seattle with the, to win at home here, and this one to be low scoring, a lot of running, shorten the game, stay under the forty five. Yeah, no, you have to just uh, Halloween is right on Monday. All these games, Philadelphia, Seattle, they're going to be scary crowds. The whole crowd's going to be intoxicated, high on God knows what. And the referees are going to be afraid. They don't want to be party people. It's just human nature. Uh, these home teams are in New Orleans. Oh, they're not just scared. There'll be about three shootings, right? Right outside the stadium, the Superdome, uh, right before the game, Halloween. Oh, man. So, Look for these home teams to get the edge. Doesn't mean they're going to win. Doesn't mean they're going to cover. Just means they're going to get the uh, the rest kind of human nature in. So that's Seattle money line under forty five. Right. Uh, the Washington Lord Commanders with a criminal owner who's going to kick out of the league. Schneider going against Ursay. Uh, Ursay came out against them. Did Ursay want to get ahead? People looking into him, right? He was caught with a pound of cocaine, prostitute, 30,000 oxy pills, and nothing happened. I would be in jail for 30 years. Uh, new quarterback, Sam Ellinger, plus one. We talk about plus one. We'll do another video of that. I'll do a video of plus one. Having a Twitter pressure this year. There's more blockers than tacklers with the quarterback. Nobody counts for the quarterback. That's what Sam Ellinger is going to do. That's what he did at Texas all four years. Uh, that's what Frank Reich wants to do. Uh, I think it's a coaching mismatch. Frank Reich versus uh, Scott's guy, Jack Del Rio. 
And man, poor Haneke, I'll give him credit, man. He should have started from the beginning of the season. He looks good to me. He's always looked good to me. He always gets cheated and disrespected, right? Poor Haneke. But uh, it's Indianapolis all the way here. Uh, can't trust him with the points. You got to go on the money line. The loser depleted team. The second half is going to be crazy. Two bad teams, no backups in the second half. Maybe second half under is something you're looking at. What do you look at, Chad? What do you think? Um, what what game are you guys talking about here? San Francisco, LA? No, Washington. Oh, no, Indianapolis, Washington. Yeah, yeah. Indy, Indy Washington. Yeah, Indy at home here. Um, Indy coming off that loss to Tennessee. Can't trust Indy with the points, just like Josh said. They are not not a good football team right now. Gonna be an ugly, ugly game. Um, yeah, I think uh, I, I like the Colts here on the money line to pull this out. I would not trust them with the points, giving the Colts on the money line. And man, you you on the under, Josh? Yeah, game has to go under. Looking at both teams. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm. keeps the clock running. Uh, and Frank Wright has made an emphasis on keeping his defense fresh, right? Because he knows they don't have. Depth. Yeah, no. I mean, as as much as Wright, as much as Wright's an offensive guy, I mean, the Colts have been going under all year. They've been such an under team. Um, you know, kind of the same with Washington I had, here. Colts second half tickets last uh, last year because they were so depleted with their backups. They didn't get any more backups, but the deal was just. Go old school strategy, which Brian Deval does that with a cheap old team, right? Run, 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 run. Take your defense's legs so they can get a couple stops in the second half. Right. Yeah, no, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, uh, under the forty, this is I I see this being a low scoring game as well, super low scoring game. Um, so yeah, I mean, give me the Colts on the money line. Can't trust them, and under the forty. Right, under forty. So Colts money line under forty, and I know Scott remembers this. Where New England fans were pissed at uh, Belichick because they had good players on offense. Belichick used to do that, protect the defense. He called it complimentary football. <laughs> you know, complimentary football. All right. There's no compliments in this game. There's no compliments in this game. <laughs> this is a terrible game. I don't know why it's 425. It's terrible. Yeah, it's horrible. Insomnia game recorded if you need to sleep. Go to sleep. Yeah, get some sleep. Uh, this game is going to be a good game. Uh, both teams seem to like to be angling for each other. This game counts for two. Uh, it doesn't seem like Shanahan showed what he did on defense or uh, Lynch for this game today. You know, and the Rams are very dysfunctional, right? Cam Akers, they're not disclosing why uh, McVay wants to kill him. And his facial expression changes when he talks about Who knows what this guy did? I don't even want to know what he did. And then Van Jefferson is going to play in this game. Uh, nobody's t- saying what happened to him. What? Did he get a high on Coke and, and he's not on the team? He had to go to rehab. It's his lifetime. Nobody knows. So there's a lot of mystery surrounding this game in SoFi. The only $7 billion stadium with no air conditioning. San Francisco's a favorite for one and a half. I like San Francisco. Give me San Francisco on the money line, uh, getting some revenge for what happened there last year. And I'm hesitant to go with the under with two offensive guys who are definitely hiding things for each other. These games have gone under most of the time. 
average score in an NFL game is 45. So I think uh, both guys, both guys are offensive coordinators, play callers. McVay's won a Super Bowl. Shanahan's dad's won two Super Bowl. So this is going to get closer to the average of an NFL game, 45. The total is low at 42. So I'm going to bet it now, right after the podcast, uh, the overs. Give me San Francisco money line because it's game could crazy division game could be a 50-yard field goal by Robbie Gold to win by one point. I'm still smiling because it hit the money line over 42. Scott and Chad. Didn't, didn't these teams play like three weeks ago or something? Yeah. yeah. The 49ers won the game, right? Yeah. They 49ers beat them uh 24 to 9. Okay. Uh, Rams are coming off a bye here, though. Right. Yeah, Rams are coming off a bye. Um, so, Christian McCaffrey got traded to San Francisco. There was right. one other team that was involved right. and had some, and that was the Rams. Right. So, San Francisco beat the Rams out for McCaffrey. I think this is the game where Kyle Shanahan unleashes McCaffrey big time. Stafford never plays well against the 49ers. Never, never. Even in the championship game, he had his moments. Um, I think San Francisco is going to go into L.A. and win the game outright. And I, I think it's going to be an under game again. I, I don't don't think the Rams are that good offensively right now, other than Cooper Cup. I, I, they have nobody else, basically. Tyler Higby, yes. Um, they have no other wide receivers. I don't know what Van Jefferson is going to do off the IR. I, I have a feeling he won't do much of anything. So I love the 49ers in this spot. And getting buried by Kansas City made me love them even more in this spot. Right. Um, and it's going to go under. Right. And, and another scumbag, right? Stan Kroenke, uh, he lied, right? Cheated. St. Louis fan base, and he has to now pay $500 million on top of the overruns for the stadium. And how did Sam Gronk get rich, right? He married the heiress to Walmart. The Walmart family also owns the Denver Broncos. And man, did Walmart hate labor costs. El Chico companies, Walmart, right? Chief stuff. So the Rams won their Super Bowl. They're not going to invest in labor costs, right? It's just a philosophy, right? You know. It's, it's the way they roll. It's something people have a ton of money, but they're cheap for philosophy. That's the way these people are. So uh, the York family, the Bartle Jr. run by the mafia, they like to spend money. They're rich. They like to spend money. Mafia-owned organization. They're trying to clean it up. The daughter of York, uh, the Bartle, right? He went to jail with Eddie Edwards, the governor of Louisiana. Why vote for a crook you don't know when you can vote for a crook you know, right? He was running from jail with the Bartle Jr., <laughs> the owner of 49ers. Uh, so they like spending money. Uh, and that gives them the edge in this game. And you made a great point specifically. Being specific is terrific with McCaffrey, right? They were willing to pay more for McCaffrey. Frankie was like, you know, we won the Super Bowl. I'm done. Chad, what do you think? Yeah, man, I like San Francisco on the money line here, especially coming off that loss. The Rams are just a shell of themselves all year. Um, but, yeah, I think with, like, what Scott said, I think McCaffrey's going to have a really uh, breakout game here. Um, and I think this one will squeak over um, 
you know, over that 42, uh, you know, I think this is going to be like a, like a 28 to 17 type game. Uh, what's that? That'd be 28, 30, 40, 45, something right. like that. 28, 17, some, something like that. That's uh, you know, 28 to, to 20. You know, I think, uh, you know, San Francisco is going to get their 28 to 31 here. Um, and, you know, I, I just think in this, in, in the way that it went last time offensively, uh, I think they'll have some scheme for the Rams to scheme up, you know, at, at least 17 points here. Uh, they should be able to scheme up in, in this, uh, you know, big division game. They, they can't, you know, they're, they're really going to, you know, hurt themselves and their fan base if they go out here and, and just, you know, shit the bed again on offense. You know, that's going to put a lot of heat on McVay. So I think they'll score enough here um, to get this one to go over. And I think San Francisco will have a good game plan with McCaffrey and they'll get going. And uh, so I like San Francisco here on that money line and uh, over the 43. All right. So that's another uh, unanimous pick. 49ers, right? And, and I think Scott, you're going on, you're going under, right? Yeah, just on the side, the uh, money line's unanimous. And then we got uh, no. a 42 consensus pick by the Scott is our uh, RBG I'm on the. Ch- uh, I'm changing it. I'm going over. Oh, you're changing. We got Chet. Chad convinced me to go over. I'm changing it. I'm going over. Well, you convinced me to go over. <laughs> I'm McCaffrey. I'm going over. I'm going over. Another thing to keep in mind, too, uh, you know, decision-making, right? If you're the toughest, smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. And, and Aaron Donald got his money stolen by Kanye West. Why are you going to get Kanye West to be your agent, steal money from you? It has to be on his mind, right? The whole world knows that you are a dumbass and you blew your opportunity with millions of dollars, making you very, very stupidly knowing decision, right? Who gets Kanye West as their agent? Ridiculousness. But hey, the truth is stranger than fiction. And that's why we do our research and make money on this. Not brain surgery, as long as you do your research. Green Bay going over to Buffalo. I think you guys made a pick on the Hawthorne effect. I think you guys convinced me not to try to go uh, double digit dogs, Aaron Rodgers against Buffalo. Buffalo coming off a bye. Um, these are both Andy Reid guys. So they're going to mirror each other. Uh, but, you know, you got to see with your eyes, right? You've been like, Green Bay's defense is really that bad. Joe Barry, nepotism. He is the son in law. Of Ronnie Kiffin, he's never really done anything. They even, Joe Barry, they wouldn't even let him be, Pete Carroll would not let him be the defensive coordinator at USC. He's just been along, went along forever. He was on all those staffs on Detroit with Rod Marilani, Nelly. They got killed. The, the bad defenses in Dallas. And he's sailing forward, making a million dollars as a defensive coordinator for Green Bay. Ken Dorsey's the real deal. He loves football. He's almost married to the game of football. He needs to calm down. He's going to have a heart attack. But, man, coming off a bye, Ken Dorsey, uh, McDermott, Andy Reid guy again having success. Andy Reid's assistants have success. Bill Belichick's assistants don't, right? Look at Roman for now. Forgive me. And Buffalo wants a new stadium, right? Pagula, they want a new stadium. They're arguing with the city council. 100%. Remember, the NFL is a commercial real estate company. Right, they have entertainment for commercial real estate, not football. So, with all that being said, uh, commercial real estate, 
Super Bowl, new stadium, Monday night, Buffalo, uh, Allen, uh, two offensive guys really going against each other, two Andy Reid guys going against each other. This game should be, this Andy Reid against Andy Reid, right? McVay, Shanahan, Andy Reid, Andy Reid, run the same offense, air raid, and then get creative in the, inside the 20. Um, you're looking at uh, LaFleur and McDermott. One from the defensive side, and the other one from the offensive side. So this this game should go over, and unless Aaron Rodgers wants to do a late touchdown to the rookie Josh Dobbs, Chad knows worked out with him, right? Uh, for backdoor cover, I don't see Green Bay covering, right? So you go like forty-seven thirty or something. What do you think, Chad? We'll go Scott, uh, Chad, and Scott because. Uh, Chad worked out with uh, Joshua Dobbs. Yeah, Ro Romeo Dobbs. Romeo Dobbs, yeah. Romeo Dobbs, yeah, yeah. Josh but, Dobbs, uh, Romeo Dobbs. Back Tennessee. I like uh, yeah, no, exactly. I like uh, I like Buffalo minus the eleven here. Um, I I think they're gonna hammer Green Bay here. I think they're gonna win this game by 17, 21 points. Um, definitely the only way like Green Bay covers like Josh saying a meaningless backdoor. Uh, and I think this one goes over 47 and a half. You know, I, I, I think, you know, that Green Bay defense is struggling. Buffalo off a of bye week. you got to like Buffalo to put up 35 here. You know, a, a 35 to 14 game, you know, that, that's 49. That's your over. That's all you really need. Um, you know, I like Buffalo to, to get, you know, get there into the 30s. I um, mean, I think, you know, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, still Aaron Rodgers, you know, they'll be able to score enough points to get this one to go over. But that I like Buffalo here at home. The, the give me the uh, – the the dog they are are the the home favorite on the Sunday night game. Hundred percent agree. What do you think? Yeah, I I totally agree. And the one other thing I will um, these prime time games go a lot toward award season and the postseason. And I think the Bills are committed to get Josh Allen the MVP. I think he's on a he's on another planet right now. As a quarterback, I think he's playing really, really well. I think he will show up and show out, and I think he will have an, a phenomenal game running and passing. And I think Aaron Rodgers saying after last Sunday's game that this is the best situation Green Bay could be in. <laughs> I don't know what he's he's on, right. but he needs to. He he can't. There's no way that Green Bay is going to go into Buffalo on a Sunday night and win this game. There's, there's just no way, or even come close. I agree with Chad. I see 35-14 type of game, um, maybe even a 42-14. Um, and I think Buffalo is just going to offer by is going to be really, really good. So, Any chance Buffalo team total is hit, sits at over like 26 and a half, somewhere in there? That'd be I'm a good one. Yeah, I wonder. Over. I think we're going to get in the 30s. So yeah. I'm going over that. Even up to – 29 and a half, 30, it's, yep. you're on it. All I'm right. on it. Well, what's it at? I, I look, I mean, under. It's at 29 right now is when I saw last. It, it, it's right there at 30, close to 30. But I, I think they're going over. The only, yeah. I think you, they, Miami and Kansas City, the only two games that went under, under 30, I think. I think the rest, they've been over 30 pretty much. So I think they're going there again. As, Josh, as you said the, yesterday, Green Bay is terrible defensively. So. Yeah, that, and that's the problem. It's a loaded 
uh, Buffalo Bills uh, Absolutely. And uh, they're not going to show really what they do on defense in this game because their division is so bad. They're going to have to keep what they do for their horrible division opponents so they can get in the playoffs. All right. All right. Uh, the mistake by the late. Last week it was double digit dogs in the division. Carolina covered for us. Double digit dogs in the division historically. Never been blind or to your research. It's 70%. Another 70% historically since Monday night football started. Home dogs on Monday night are 70%. But we got an analytics team, uh, Green Hunt, always getting in trouble. Right, he hit a lady. Now, you look at the Cleveland playing dealer, he's fighting everybody in the locker room. They didn't notice he was fighting, right? You know, people who cut uh, themselves have so much emotional pain they cut themselves so they feel the pain. And people weren't noticing how crazy Kareem Hunt was because uh, Baker Mayfield was so crazy, <laughs> he was beauty Kareem Hunt. Uh, you know, defense your primo defensive end crashes his car for no reason. His Porsche against Joe Burrow in the Cincinnati Bengals. Who uh, I was very impressed. The more I think about it, very impressed uh, because it's equal playing field against Atlanta, two cheapo teams. And man, you know, uh, Zach Taylor is very, very organized, and that's why he got a mediocre team into the Super Bowl because he's very intense, very organized. Another Andy Reid guy. Going against a Zimmer guy. Zimmer threw a coffee cup at Stefanowski, whatever his name is, his head. And he didn't quit. All the assistants quit. How are you going to throw a coffee cup at me? Hit me. I'm working, right? He let Zimmer hit him, throw stuff at him. And Zimmer gave him a promotion. The only assistant coach came back. Zimmer's a military guy. And he's failed forward. Uh, so he's the head coach, analytics guy, numbers guy for Cleveland, right? So bizarre situation, right? Truth to stranger is a big fan. Every NFL team runs differently. Uh, Cincinnati minus three and a half. The total is 47 speed, F47. Uh, I'm going to go with Bill Callahan. It's Bill Callahan is funny. They're the statistics, the analytics. Bill Callahan is old school. Doesn't believe in analytics. He believes in blocking. He's always gotten to the playoffs. He's gotten to the Super Bowl as an offensive line coach. He knows how to coach offensive lines. He knows the running game more than anybody yeah, in football, probably ever. And that's the reason Cleveland has a good running game to keep this game under. And I'm going to definitely get it past the key number of four. And I see Cincinnati winning this game 2017. We'll go Scott in the chat. I, I love the way Cincinnati is playing right now on offense. I think Burrow was uh, Burrow starting to become the Burrow we saw at the end of last year um, to Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. Right. So, so I agree with you. I think it's going to be under, and I think Cincinnati's going to. I'm picking Cincinnati to to cover this. I I see it being like a 28 to uh, 20 28 to 14 type of game. Um, I think Cincinnati's on a roll. I think Cincinnati's about ready to ascend to one of the, the better teams in the NFL. Um, if the defense could just play middle of the pack defense to top 10, 
I think they'll be in really good shape um, in terms of the AFC picture. So give me Cincinnati and give what's the over under on this? 47. Give me the under. It's going to be over 45. Yeah, it's going to be 45. Cincinnati and the under. Two high safeties, keep everything in front of them because they suck, right? They want to get beat deep. They want other teams to beat themselves. And Cleveland has the best running game in the league with no quarterback. Yeah, this is the. This is the rivalry game, and I'm I'm going against the analytics team in this in this situation. Yeah, yeah. Give me Cincy at minus three. I'm get off that three and a half. I want I want the minus three just in case you know they they do only win by a field goal. I get the push. But yeah, I think Cincy's hit their stride under the 47 division game. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go against the analytics team here with Cincy minus the three, and I think yeah, this is gonna be a tough division game. Browns are gonna run the ball. Do their best to keep it close, kind of like they did against Baltimore last week, and this will be under the 47. Josh, did you pick the analytics team in this? Uh, no, he picked lose, Cincy. To lose, and I, when I, I think the uh, 70% dog on Monday night. Oh, the Monday, dog Monday night, that's right. And the yeah, rap. You picked Cleveland. You're picking Cleveland, Josh? I've got, I've got him down Cleveland. Oh, shit. Oh, Friday man. Game. Bill Callahan, I'm yeah. my coach. Bill Callahan. Oh no, that that might scare that that might scare me to the Cincy money line, but I'm definitely on. Uh, I like definitely on Cincy here for they, they sure. They are going to lose. Yeah, Cleveland loses every game by a field goal, no matter who they play. They could be playing. Oh, maybe I'll buy the full. I'll buy the full team. point. I'll buy. That's I'll buy the full yeah. point. Give me Cincy minus two and a half, minus yep. one thirty. I'll minus take two. that. Yes. Cleveland wins every game exactly by a field goal. Look at the Jets. All right, game. guys. I got I, I got to hop off, guys. Good All right. stuff. All right, Chad. All right, final words, Chad. Yeah, this, this shapes up as a really good week, I think. There's a lot of a lot of trends we've seen seven weeks into the right. season now. So we, we've got – I think we're right on the trends. Um, there will still be a couple more trends that we see in the next week or two that we can – monetize and capitalize on but you know i really like the way we're going this week i, I think this i'm almost positive 100 positive this is going to be a really good week for us so you know right and uh, you never stop learning because life never stops teaching and we're not doubling down on our bad thinking and in collaboration right chinese say capitalists can't collaborate right they had a chinese conference nobody's investing in china and we're looking at a soft landing uh, U.S. has done the best coming out of the pandemic, and nobody's investing in China. You have to be crazy to invest in China, right? Because here we collaborate. We're collaborating on this fix. Um, nobody has a specialized knowledge. You want to surround yourself with people who know something you don't, right? So if you can have as much information as possible. The person with the best information wins. And man, we've learned a lot, right? So each week is different. Uh, but it's giving, right? Because giving is not philanthropy or religion. It's business. You give one, you get ten back. And that's what Winston Churchill said. You make a living from your labor, but you make making life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the ESPC Podcast Network. That's why this one goes cost $800 and that
Fire!